Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Metroscope, an Entercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. Joining us this time on Metroscope, PDX, Executive Director of JDRF in Oregon and Southwest Washington, Judy Summers. Thanks for being here, Judy. Thank you. Excited to have you here. And Greg Remensberger, Executive Director from the Portland Auto Show. Thanks for coming, Greg. Thanks, Preston. And I know you guys have, have done this a couple times before with Gary, so go easy on me. Okay. <laughs> we will. <laughs> um, Always a fun event for us. Yeah, looking forward to hearing about it. So let's just start with a little intro about each of you guys. Judy, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm the Executive Director of the J.D. Ruff Oregon Southwest Washington Chapter, and I've been in this job for 12 years now. I moved to Oregon 12 years ago, family here, grandchildren here, and uh, love it. So. And from the, or you're, you spent time in the Dallas area? Uh, I grew up outside of Dallas in a small town, but I, my adult life was mainly in Dallas. Okay. Nonprofit and, work. And you're a boomer sooner. I'm a Sooner. My son went to University of Oklahoma. There you go. Making the college football playoff. That's right. I'm sure you're excited about that. <laughs> Greg? Yeah. Thanks, Preston. Um, I represent the uh, franchise new car dealers in the state of Oregon, so I work for the Oregon Auto Dealers Association. But the biggest event that we put on all year long is the Portland International Auto Show. This is our 105th year that we've been doing this event. It's uh the largest indoor consumer event inside the uh, convention center. And uh, what we're here to talk about today is the sneak peek charity preview party, which kicks off the event and is a charity fundraisers for great charities like JDRF. Yeah. I was joking earlier, cars have barely been around for 105 years, so I wonder what it was like back then. But some of the cars I'm seeing on your guys' website now, are, are those are James Bond-esque type of cars. I tell you, the technology that's, that's built into these cars is yeah. nothing short of amazing. Yeah, 600 cars it looks like people can... Uh, take a look at when when they're there so let, let's talk a little bit about the sneak peek party it's coming up january 23rd january 23rd. correct and the event is from the 24th through the 27th at the portland uh convention center with the auto show but the sneak peek event that you guys are here to discuss which goes through eight different sponsorships i read um including jdrf is on january 23rd can you just tell us a little bit about that yeah so this is the sixth year that we've done this and our board of directors made the decision uh, seven years ago to do something that would help local charities. So we've got this great event at the convention center. We're all set up and ready to go. And we thought, why not have a party and and make donations to uh, charities that we can make an impact with? So we picked local charities um, that uh, we feel are important for the Portland area and for the residents that live in here in this area and we uh we sell the tickets for a hundred dollars but that entire hundred dollars goes to charity our auto show underwrites the cost of the entire event and you've got 
uh, food and cocktails, and you get to walk the show without the crowds that are there over the next four days when mm-hmm. we're open for our public days. And uh, over the last six years or five years that we've done it, we've given a little over $3,700,000 to local charities. Wow. Wow, that's a huge number. Okay, and one of those eight sponsors, JDRF, uh, or eight charities, pardon me, JDRF and, and Judy, can you tell us a little bit about just what you guys do? I know you're uh, big into into research and funding research for type 1 diabetes. We are. We are the largest um, funder of diabetes research in the world, and the JDRF Oregon Southwest Washington chapter. Our main mission is to raise money for research, which the funds from uh, the uh, from the sneak peek uh, are dedicated to our research fund. And but we also do outreach. We work with children that are newly diagnosed with type one. We work with parents. We have outreach programs, educational programs to try to be there for people that are living with type 1 in their families. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a little bit more about type 1? And the average listener at home probably maybe sure. doesn't know you know exactly everything that goes into a diagnosis like that. Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease, and it affects the pancreas, and it does not produce insulin. So people with type 1 diabetes must have insulin to live. Type 2 diabetes is different. Now, they do produce some insulin in their bodies. It's different levels. But some people with type 2 can change their diet and exercise and get rid of type 2. Type 1 is autoimmune, as I said, and so once you are diagnosed with it, you have it for life. So JDRF is working on research to find out how we can see if someone has the marker for type 1, what they can do to prevent going full-blown and manage it better. Um, The critical part about type 1 isn't the diabetes itself. It's the complications that come from the highs and lows for blood sugar. Mm. So if people can keep their blood sugar at an even level, that's going to be a healthier outcome and a better lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So um, we have advanced technology through JDRF funding uh, to where there are uh, many ways that people can monitor and and distribute insulin into their body in a better way. Mm -hmm. We're so blessed to be part of this sneak peek. As I said, right now there's over $600,000 worth of research being funded in the state of Oregon. Mm -hmm. So the money that we get is back home for research and for uh, to provide outreach programs but we've been blessed over the past five years mm-hmm. of this event to receive over 242000 which is huge for us. Wow. And so we feel very, very fortunate and blessed to be a part of this mm-hmm. great party. It's And it's first class. Mm-hmm. It is first class. And you're the executive director in the Oregon Southwest Washington area. So to our listeners out there who might be, you know, kind of thinking about what the local impact of this would be, can you just kind of speak to uh, the funding that you guys receive locally and how it impacts people who are listening here in the community? Certainly. As I said, it goes to fund research, and we have a number of research uh, grants funded in Oregon, which are looking at ways to cure, prevent, and treat type 1 diabetes. And that's the money's going into research there. But again, we have outreach programs so that people don't feel they're alone when they're dealing with type 1. Uh, we give a teddy bear and a backpack to newly diagnosed children. His name is Rufus. Hmm. And uh, we also have many adults diagnosed now with type 1. 50% of the diagnoses that are new with type 1 diabetes are adults, and 50% are children. Thus, we don't spell out juvenile diabetes anymore. We go by JDRF. 
Because okay. it affects all ages. Okay. And and one more time, JDRF, can you can you give us what that stands for? Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Okay. Thank you. Um, and then you guys have an outreach program that, I, that I've been reading about. Can you just give us a little more information about that? Sure. We have, as I said, the backpack for the new, newly diagnosed children. We also have a kids art group that meets once a month. The kids and their siblings come and do art projects. The parents get a chance to visit with each other. Um, We have an adult group uh, that meets as a social network for adults living with type 1. We have a connections group that is parents that have had experience with type 1, and if a family that's newly diagnosed needs a mentor, we can connect them with someone to be there for them. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got uh, uh, resources, Mm -hmm. toolkits we call them, that are, are brochures about living with type 1, pregnancy with type 1, teens with type 1, dealing with school with type 1, um, adults with type 1. So we try to be there for those people living with the disease and their families because it can often be a lonely situation. Mm -hmm. You can't ever have a break from type 1 diabetes 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. There's never any break. Mm -hmm. So you have to watch it constantly. Mm -hmm. And then as far as, um, you know, what people may or may not know about type 1 or or JDRF, and you talked about different ways you guys uh, research uh, and and try to use the donations, um, you know, for for a positive impact. Can you just speak a little bit more about that and what people may or may not know in terms of the way um, research is funded or the type of research you guys do to, to make the effort that you do? Well, I'm not a scientist, so I can't really get into the research too much, but I do know uh, we're looking at ways to cure type 1 diabetes, prevent type 1 diabetes, and treat the complications, and that's key right there. Uh, research is done all over the world, Plus, JDRF works with the FDA in helping to so grease the skids, so to speak, because once something is developed and it's in the pipeline and it wants to go to human trials, um, the FDA has to approve it, and sometimes that can really be a, a logjam. Mm-hmm. So JDRF is very active in working in, in that side of the equation, too. We're also strong advocates uh, with our elected officials in uh, Washington, D.C., for funding because there is a special diabetes program that benefits uh, JDRF or people with type 1 and the American Indian community, uh, which is very heavily impacted by diabetes, mainly type 2. But this program has to be renewed every two years, and so JDRF works hard to be advocates, and uh, we're also working to for more affordable insulin, for better insurance coverage so that people won't be uh, opted out if they have a pre-existing condition. Um, and uh, we're also looking at approval of the devices, um, the insulin pump, um, mm. and the uh, glucose monitors. Okay. Well, thank you for the background on that. I, I think one of the things that was why we chose to be involved with JDRF is that we truly believe that we're going to find a cure for type 1 diabetes mm. in our lifetimes. And to be part of something as as dramatic as that is how it can change mm-hmm. people's lives is is just a, a a true opportunity for us to make a difference mm-hmm. how did you guys meet and you guys have known each other for five or six years i think i think this is the sixth annual, sixth uh, annual event yeah. that you guys are putting on so can and, you give us a little background yeah jdrf has been with us for all six of those years and one of my board members chris meyer of herzog meyer motorsports out in mm-hmm. beaverton 
uh, his son has type 1 diabetes, and he was on the board. And so when we were first looking at this event and we had uh, different recommendations, he put in the recommendation, and we, we haven't looked back. We've enjoyed the partnership for, yes. for these years. We are so indebted to Chris. I mean, he's just made all the difference in the world in keeping us involved and supporting us. And Greg has been a great partner, and um, we love working with that organization and the other charities that are benefited as well. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about this party. I mean, let's get to the fun stuff now. <laughs> now. Now that we got all the background information, great background information out of the way, but let's talk about January 23rd and then before then, at, you know, first of all, uh, where can people go to buy their tickets? You mentioned it's a hundred dollars a ticket. All of that goes to charity. I think I read there's something like ninety percent uh, taxable, right. um, which is which is a big number. Um, but yeah, just give us a little bit of background about how people would maybe register or, or get involved to to get ready to go to this event. Yeah, so you can buy your tickets online if you go to portlandautoshow.com. There's a tab up at the top for the sneak peek, and you can click through that to get to the tickets. Or we're selling our tickets online through Eventbrite. So if you go to the Eventbrite page, you can find us uh, by searching Sneak Peek in there as well, too, or Portland Auto Show for that matter. But here's the fun part about it is it's a three-hour event. It goes from 6.30 to 9.30. And uh, once we open up the doors, we've got food stations and we've got two local bands that are going to be playing there on the floor Uh, as well as cocktail stations uh, throughout the entire event. And if you look at the normal public days of the auto show, we get nearly 100,000 people coming through those doors over four days. This evening is capped at 5,000 people because we have a lottery event that goes on there as well, too. Every ticket that's sold enters you in to win a car. And this year, working with our friends out at Audi of Beaverton, we're giving away an Audi A3 e-tron, which is a brand new uh, electric hybrid car. Sounds futuristic. It is, <laughs> it is an amazing car, and these are so heavily sought after We, because uh, it's new technology for Audi. We pinned one down about 60 days ago and uh, couldn't be more excited about the opportunity to, to get in there. That's the differential between the tax write-off is because it's a lottery event when we're paying for that prize ourselves. Uh, we have to deduct $10 from your ticket for your your tax deduction. So when you pay $100 for your ticket, that $100, you get to pick one of the eight charities and have it go 100% to JDRF, or you can split it up any way you want to amongst the eight charities. And then uh, you're automatically entered in to to win the uh, win the Audi. Wow! How does the drawing work? You guys do you guys reach into a hat of five thousand tickets, yeah. or I mean, in front of everyone, or do you have so, one of those little yeah, uh, machines where you twirl it around the <laughs> barrel? Yeah. So uh, we we sell tickets at the door, and so at eight o'clock we cut off sales uh, of tickets to come in and everybody who had purchased a ticket in advance is already in the drum and we spin the drum and live on the site, we pull a name out with, uh, Frank Gary from Beaverton, uh, Audi, and we draw the name and hopefully they're, they're there locally. Uh, we've been doing this with, uh, Audi of Beaverton for three years. Last year was the first time we actually had the winner in the room. It was pretty <laughs> exciting. Oh, oh she, wow. Uh, she was uh, jumping up and down and screaming, ran all the way across the floor because she was at the far end of the building when we announced the winner. 
but uh, got to uh, uh, come pick up her car once the auto show was done and took delivery of a brand new Audi. It was pretty pretty exciting. Do they, do they drive away with it, or how does it work? So they uh, they go to the dealership to pick it up because okay. being that it's a brand new car, they've got to transfer ownership over and take delivery at the dealership. So they don't drive it away from the show that night. We keep it on display showing that it's the car that was given away at this event to do a little promotion for the following years. Uh, but shortly after we close the doors, they make uh, arrangements to go pick it up at the dealership. Cool. And I was reading um, 600 cars are are on hand at the giant Portland Convention Center floor that you guys all have rented out. What what should people look forward to uh, when, when they're there? I mean, you mentioned the food and the drinks, which sounds like an awesome time in the live bands, but what about these cars? I, I mean, I'm a car guy. I, I'm interested in cars. What, what kind of cars are people going to be looking at? So we have 35 different manufacturers, and combined uh, within those manufacturers, we've got over 600 cars, and it is everything from uh, you know, low cost entry level cars all the way up to the Ferraris, Maseratis and McLarens that are far more than I can afford. That's for sure. But it sure is fun to come come look at them and see. I think the biggest thing that we've seen over the last few years is the safety features that are being built into cars and the mm-hmm. new technology that's not just connectivity between your phone and your car, but mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, as I mentioned, the safety features and uh, the the accident avoidance and everything else that's being built into uh, basically working towards autonomous driving vehicles for us. Yeah. So no autonomous cars on the floor this time around, but maybe next year. You know, the technology is is happening so fast, and there is uh, areas where you can do testing, but they haven't licensed Uh many opportunities to take them out on the road without a driver behind the wheel overriding what it is. But I'll tell you, I drive a jeep grand cherokee summit right now and it is pretty much all the way there i drove to seattle the other day and uh, got on the freeway hit the uh, cruise control and twice we came to a complete stop without me having to to hit the brake at all wow and uh, if you start to wander out of your lane it'll kind of bump you back into the lane like the bumpers at a bowling alley it's just uh, we're we're so close uh, but Anytime you're working on technology like that where you're putting a car out on the road, the safety aspect of not just yourself and everyone that's in the car, but everybody else that you're interacting with, we're excited and we're moving at at rapid speed, but we want to make sure we're doing it in a manner that's safe for for the people that are out on the road. Mm -hmm. Judy, you've been to this event before a couple of times. Can you just talk about your experience and and what it's like and what someone who would plan on going could uh, expect from from attending? It's a high-quality event. The food is excellent, very, very well done, and everything from sushi to prime rib to roasted turkey and their stations set all around, desserts. Um, It's just very high-quality. There's it's an opportunity to be among those beautiful vehicles and look at them without the big crowds and there's no pressure to buy or anything like that. It's just a great party that's benefiting charity. And, you know, there are people are there that love cars. Everybody interacts with cars at some point. So you don't have to be a car um 
junky. Junky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, uh, but it's a great party. It's yeah. a nice social event. Just yeah. very, very well done. From the minute you walk into that convention center, you feel welcome. The hospitality is incredible. And there's not a big program. There are a few remarks from Greg, and they do the drawing of the car. But pretty much you have the evening to mix and mingle and enjoy the food and beverage and really look at the beautiful cars. Cool. So speaking of the food side of it, what a lot of people don't know is that the head chef at the convention center is a James Beard Award winner. And when you think about James Beard Award winners, it's usually at some famous restaurant. Mm. But he chose to work at the convention center. And as Judy mentioned, the food is phenomenal. Wow. So you said sushi and prime rib and it's kind of kind of an all-you-can-eat situation? Last year, they had lobster mac and cheese sandwiches that were being grilled on site while we were there. It was <laughs> oh, pretty amazing. The my. line for that was usually uh-huh. about 10 people deep. Wow. Yeah. But uh, we, we again, we spread it out all over the entire main floor, but we're also in both of the ballrooms. We're one of the few events that takes over the entire convention center. Everywhere that the fire marshal will allow us to put more cars, we're we're filling up the entire event and uh, and so forth. Um, if it's okay, I'd like to mention the other charities that we work with uh, for this event. So as yeah. I mentioned, we've got eight, and JDRF is one of those eight. We also work with the Victory Academy, which is a school from uh, grammar school all the way through high school for kids with autism uh, that's based out of uh, Wilsonville down here, and it's pretty amazing the work that they do. I think a lot of people are familiar with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Portland. We support them as well, too. Self-Enhancement, Inc., the Brian Grant Foundation, Meals on Wheels, the Dougie Center, and Self-Enhancement, Inc. as well. So that rounds out our eight. And again, when you buy your ticket, you can split that up amongst all eight or two of the eight or give it all to your favorite of those eight charities. Okay. Cool. Um, all right, Judy, is there any other information we should know about JDRF or maybe how the community can, can get involved with your organization as well in addition to buying a ticket for the auto show? Well, they can go to the national website, www.jdrf.org, and then select our area charity, and it will tell you all about our organization. Um, as Greg mentioned, you can go through Eventbrite. Um, and through the website for the auto dealers to buy the tickets. We hope people will select JDRF, but we have some great charities as partners here also. And again, it's a great idea. We're promoting it early this year, and what a great Christmas present. It's a really first-class party. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys for being here. Really appreciate it. Uh, is there anything else we should know about the the show? Or I mean, like you said, people can get go online to your website. It's $100. Uh, it's from 6 to 9 p.m. on January 23rd? 6 to 9.30. Okay. 6.30 to 9.30. And we 6, give the car okay. away about 8.30. We cut off sales at 8 and then give the car away at live at 8:30. I kind of want to be there for that car drawing. Yes. I want to just I want to just see a video of it somehow on social media or something <laughs> yeah. like it's See, cool. so it's like when you're when you're at a Trailblazers game or something and someone hits the half court shot for the Tacoma or yeah. whatever it is and the entire crowd goes nuts, you know what I mean? It is it is pretty exciting. We look exciting. forward to it all night long. Can yeah. pe- can people get in the cars when they're in it? Oh, when, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's one of the benefits of the auto show is you get a chance to come in and compare the different makes that you may be considering or that you've always wanted to buy and you can sit in them. There's 
There's nine different brands that have ride and drives that are not going on the night of the sneak peek, but during the four days of the auto show that you can actually get behind the wheel with a product specialist from the manufacturer. So you can take it out for a test drive and have them show you the technology that's built into the car and answer questions, uh, you know, so you can help in your decision-making process. So you can take it out for a test drive? Yeah. Okay. Night of, or do you just you maybe make the, a plan? Not on the sneak peek. Yeah. That, uh, that's because there's alcohol involved. We don't that's want people true. to get behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, during the regular days of the auto show, which is uh, Thursday through Sunday, the 24th through the 27th, uh, yeah, there's uh, ride and drives that are going on the entire time of the show. Cool. I've never test driven a Ferrari, but that would be a lot of fun. It's almost, I'm sure the insurance premiums or whatever you have to do to sign off on that before you get in that car. Yeah, through the that's, roof. that's one that's not out for a free ride. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, again, we've got nine different manufacturers that are, that are representing their brands out there. But I'm sure if you call down to the Ron Tonk and Grand Turismo down in Wilsonville, they could probably hook you up with Preston. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for being here. I'm looking forward to the event. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, too. Thank Again, you. thanks. We appreciate you having us in. And thanks to the auto dealers. They are amazing to put on this event to help us. We were talking today with Judy Summers, Executive Director of JDRF, and Greg Remsenberger, Executive Director from the Portland Auto Show, about their upcoming event, the Portland Auto Show Charity Sneak Peek Party at the Portland Convention Center on January 23rd. Metroscope is an Entercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope, and enjoy the rest of your weekend.